It's Monday, Yud Zayin, Mar Cheshvan, Tafshin, Ayin Hey. We're coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. An homage, a tribute to Rabbi Shlomo Kalbach. That was Israeli singer Kobe O's with the Rabbi Shlomo Classic Chemdat Yamim. As we open things up here, welcome, welcome one and all to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Weingarten. We are here each and every Monday, immediately following JM in the AM, 9 AM Eastern, 4 PM Israel time. We are here with you for one hour to try our best to bring you News from Israel, information from Israel that you might not hear elsewhere, and great music, both new and nostalgic. You can follow us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. And um, if you haven't done so yet, please like the page. We have 259 likes. We are, we are that close to 260. And uh, we're marching toward 300. We thank our latest likers, Yehudit, Sarah, Ronit, David, and uh, all those who have liked our page. Uh, of course, you could podcast this program as well. Go to iTunes and um, do a search for The Israel Show. Well, the situation in Israel is not great. The tension is ramping up. Just a few hours ago, 
a soldier, an IDF soldier, about 20 years of age, was critically wounded after being stabbed multiple times in a terror attack at Tel Aviv's Hahaganah train station. Monday afternoon, Israel time. Police confirmed that it was a terrorist attack by an Arab from Shechem who entered Israel illegally. Somewhat ironic <clears throat> that the train station that this happened at was called, is called Hahaganah. And this comes on the heels of a most violent weekend, violent protests that have been raging in Israel's Arab communities in the Galil. Masked rioters burned tires, throwing stones at the police forces, Molotov cocktails in the towns of Turan, Faram, Foradis, and Kfarkana. And police say they expected more rioting throughout the day on Monday. What, uh, what triggered this? And by the way, these are Israeli Arabs. These are Arabs that are full Israeli citizens who have full rights in Israel. What triggered this was that a um, a 22-year-old man ran up to an Israeli policeman with a knife and tried to stab him. And the policeman shot back and killed him. Now the videotape seems to show that the man was retreating when he was shot. And so the Arabs decided that... Um, as in the words of the father of this uh, young uh, Arab, that the police are barbaric. Of course, his son, who attacked the policeman with a knife, is obviously Mother Teresa. It was that incident that um, they claim has triggered this latest round of rioting in the Arab region of the Galil, known as Vadi Ara. On Sunday, that's yesterday, a 40-year-old man was driving, apparently made a wrong turn, ended up at the entrance to the Arab town of Taiba. Well, that was not a good move. Masked riders, Arab riders, stopped the car, attempted to lynch the driver. He managed to escape with the help of some of the local Arab population managed to escape from his car which the Israeli Arabs then torched and uh, the continued terror attacks in Yerushalayim over the past weekend including the uh, well we know past weeks including the attempted murder of Yehuda Glick and the killing of several Jews by Arab terrorist drivers who rammed their cars into crowds of people standing at Jerusalem's light rail stations. So the Arabs, both the Israeli Arabs in the Galil and those in Yehudan Shamron, seem to be inching toward an all-out reign of terror against Jews in Israel. It's what the media calls another intifada. And I, I don't get that. Why? Why Why do we adopt this terminology? Why are we adopting their terminology? You know, in the 1920s and the 30s, when uh, Arabs killed the Jews, rioted, the Jews called it praot, pogroms, attacks. Let's call it what it is. It's a war, a war of terror. And at the very same time, it seems that there are Jews who will somehow always blame the violence on the Jewish victim rather than on the Arab terrorist. At the funeral last week of 17-year-old Shalom Badani, Hashem Yikum Damo, who was killed by an Arab terrorist who slammed his car into uh, a crowd at the light rail station in Yerushalayim, Sephardic chief rabbi Yitzhak Yosef said that people are being killed because Jews are ascending to Har Habayit. It's amazing. It's amazing to uh, 
be at the funeral uh, of a young man, a 17-year-old man who was killed in cold blood, innocent life taken by a vicious Arab, and say that the reason this is happening is because Jews are ascending to Har Habayit. I don't know. What, what will it take? When will we realize that Jews are being killed because they're Jews? I I would say, if I were a little more cynical, that Rav Yosef, who is uh, the son of Rav Ovad Yosef Zatzal, the leader of Shas, Rav Yosef is calling out against the religious Zionist camp, the Bayit HaYehudi camp, who are the ones in the forefront of our fight to allow Jews to pray on Har Habayit. So maybe there's some politics there. One might, one who is more cynical than I might say that. Later on in the show, we'll give you an update on the condition of Yehuda Glick. Lots of stuff going on in Israel. It is um, hard to imagine how one small country can provide so much news all day, all week, all year. All we want is a little bit of peace and quiet, one would imagine. My name is Mayor Wangart, and you're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
off of uh, Voices for Israel, Keeping the Faith, volume number one. That one is called Tefillah. My name is May Wanga, and you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. No sooner did I ask for a like to hit 260, and yes, we got it. Thank you to Eli, or Ellie, I'm not sure how you pronounce your name, but I thank you so much for liking our Facebook page and helping us hit this 260 mark. Onward we go, marching. We have a good goal now, 300. That's our goal. Take a few weeks probably, but we can make it. As you remember, as you may remember, Yehuda Glick, a human rights activist. That's how I'm gonna. That's how I'm gonna refer to Yehuda. Not not a, a radical, not a right wing activist, because he he was neither of those. He is neither of those. Yehuda Glick is is, is uh, quite a calm person who uh, thinks that Jews should have the right, together with others, to pray at their holiest site on those areas, of course, that are halachically permissible to enter on the Temple Mount. He is clearly a human rights activist. He was shot by an Arab terrorist who was trying to assassinate him that was uh, outside of the Begin Center in Jerusalem at the end of a conference, a yearly conference that he holds on the subject of Har Habayit. It's held every year on Vav Cheshvan, Mar Cheshvan, which is the anniversary of the Rambam's Aliyah to Har Habayit. Well, Yehuda was critically wounded and at the time, uh, there seemed to be little hope for his recovery. And Jews around the world have been praying for him. Yehuda Yehoshua ben Itabraina. And thankfully, we can report today, really today, that his situation, while still pretty bad, has improved. This morning, he returned to full consciousness. He's still very, very weak. Uh, but a few hours ago, he was able to write out a message on a whiteboard, which was posted uh, on a Facebook page of uh, one of his colleagues. And a little, it's, it's a little hard to read, but it says, "Timsor lekulam hamon todot, achshav hamesima sheli hachikala linshom, bevakasha." To you, Chazakim, send my thanks to everyone Yehuda Glick writes on the whiteboard in a message this morning. Now I have a very easy, simple assignment. All I need to do is breathe. Please be strong, he writes. And so we ask everybody to continue in our prayers for Yehuda Glick, Yehuda, Yehuda Yehoshua ben Ita Brina. Yehuda Yehoshua ben Ita Brina. And it's interesting that, as often happens um, with certain couples where one member of the family is very outspoken and active, the other member is very quiet and shy and um, doesn't want to be interviewed, doesn't want any public exposure. In this case, Yehuda Glick's wife, Yafi, uh, has never been interviewed, it seems, until this past weekend, Um, and she said in an interview to Idiot that there's no choice. She has to now be more in the public's eye in order to keep uh, Yehuda's situation in the front uh, in, in front of people's uh, attention and the front, front pages of the news. And so she gave a long interview to Yediot Achronot, which uh, they published in their, um, in their Friday slash Shabbat, their weekend edition. And there's some interesting interesting aspects that I want to share with you about it. First of all, this family, it's a very special family. You don't know. You see the smiling face of Yehuda Glick all the time and, and, and the way he expresses himself always with optimism and with, with happiness and with humor. You don't realize the many difficulties that this family has gone through during their lives and how... They just seem to get stronger every time they go through another difficulty. Yafa Glick, Yehuda's, uh, Yehuda's wife, was married before. She lost her first husband to an illness while she was in her early 20s. At that time, she was a mother of a young child, and she was pregnant with a second child. 
And um, after her husband passed away, a year went by. She had two little children. And um, somebody recommended that she meet Yehuda Glick. And it clicked. And she married Yehuda, who became a father to her two little kids. Literally a father to them. They consider him like their own father, who, who they didn't really know. Together, Yehuda and Yafi had an additional four children. So now, here's a family with six children. And uh, what do they do? They go ahead and they adopt two more children, which is pretty amazing. And later on in their lives, uh, good friends of theirs are killed. A couple is killed in a terror attack, and they leave six children. And so Yehuda and Yafi agree to become one of the caretakers of these children. Are these not amazing people? Amazing people. They live in uh, in Yehuda, in Judea, in the town of Otniel. And one night, a few years ago, their house burnt down. There was, there was no indication in the article what caused the fire. It doesn't really matter. It was in the middle of the night. And the house was literally burning down. And they managed, thankfully, to get out. All the kids. No one was hurt. But everything, everything they had was gone. Including, it seems, the only pictures that her uh, first two children had of their father. And yet, as they stood outside their house that was um, being consumed by the flames, Yehuda and Yaffa, it is said, were giddy, giddy with joy. It's only stuff. Everyone is safe. God saved us from a what could have been a terrible disaster, she says. It's amazing. The interviewer says to her, but God didn't save your house from the fire. And she says, I don't care. I don't know what God does. All I know is that the children, the family, the people, the lives are safe. And she she describes how her husband, Yehuda, copes with difficulty in his life through humor. There are a lot of people in Israel that do that. She says that as they saw that everybody was safe, the fire was still burning, but they had all their family, all their children around them. Yehuda, he yells out, quick, bring the potatoes, bring the marshmallows. We're having a campfire. Hard to imagine, but that's the type of person that's able to see the bigger picture and um, and understand the important things of life. So Yehuda Glick is doing much better. He's returned to consciousness. That's the news of the day. And we need to continue to pray for him. So please do so. Yehuda Yehoshua Ben Itabrina. Yehuda Yehoshua Ben Itabrina. Coming up after... Um, after the next song, we will have a Meir Milim segment, brand new one. Oh, this one is good. It's part one. Part two will be next week, but I think you will enjoy it. So uh, hopefully you'll stay tuned. We'll do that after Yoni Bloch and Maya Blitzman bring us a remake of Eric Einstein's uh, classic, Mikofef Habananot. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs> וכל התפוזים מנקל מקבוביות, ובאפרות הנגועים, הוא שם אבל יותר מכל אוהב הוא לכופף בננות, מכופף הבננות, 
In our Meir Milim segment, we shed light on a word or phrase in the Hebrew language. Meir Milim is inspired by the Galitza Hal radio segments of Dr. Avshalom Kor and informed by the teachings of Dr. Lior Gottlieb. You've got mail. You've got mail. It's been a mystery for many hundreds of years. On all the typewriters and keyboards around the world, what is that funny-looking symbol above the number two? What do you call that? Its official name is the at sign. And with the advent of email, it's become one of the most popular keys in the batch. We shoot off our email address without even thinking about it. Mayor at NachumSiegel.com. How do you say that at in Hebrew? When you ask an Israeli for his email address, what word does he use for that round symbol that connects the two parts of the email address? Well, here's my email address in Hebrew. Meir Strudel Nachumsigel Nikuda Kom. No joke. Someone somewhere decided that the at sign reminds them of an apple strudel, the flaky dough wrapped around the apple filling in the middle. The lines of the at sign is like the flaky dough, and the empty center is the fruit filling that the dough wraps around. But Hebrew advocates weren't too thrilled that everyone's email address was embedded with the name of an Austrian cake. So they decided to use the official Hebrew word for strudel. Way back in 1913, it was decided that strudel will be called in proper Hebrew, kiruchit. And so my email address in proper Hebrew is meir, kiruchit, nachumsigel, nekuda, kom. But... Why is it that strudel would be called kruchit in Hebrew? Let's take a closer look at that word. When something is karuch, it is wrapped around, enveloped. And so the cake where the dough wraps around the fruit is appropriately named kruchit. It's not as strange as you think. (laughs) 
At the Pesach Seder, the agenda reads, Magid, Rachza, Motzi, Matza, Moror, Koreich. We emulate Hillel. Kena sa Hillel b'zman shbeit hamikdash ayakayam haya koreich pesach matzal moror veochlan biyachad. Hillel would wrap together meat from the korban pesach, maror and matzah and eat them together. Koreich wrapped around, enveloped. Today we say that Hillel made a matzah sandwich, perhaps. But quite possibly, Hillel used soft matzah and had a real Pesach Maror wrap. And not surprisingly, in modern Hebrew, a sandwich, which is often referred to as sandwich, is properly called a karich. And similarly, when you bind a book, you wrap the cover, the binding, around the pages, which then become enveloped by it. The binding of the book is called a kricha. And when you have a set of books, a single volume is called a kerech. For example, Mishnabrura kerech bet, because each volume is bound separately. It has its own kricha. Next week's Meir Milim segment, we will continue to explore words that come from the root karach, and we'll be surprised at words that we never would have related to this particular concept of wrapping around or enveloping, as we have now with kruchit, kricha, karich, and kerech. And that's this week's Meir Milim segment. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
That was Shani Dichi with a brand new one called Tfilot. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network, also heard on Arutz Sheva English Radio. The Israel Show is sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh. Well, you can't say enough about Nefesh Benefesh, an organization that is uh, dedicated entirely to helping people come to Israel, helping people to make aliyah, as we say. They provide various different forms of assistance, whether it's needs-based financial assistance, whether it's resources in Israel for finding jobs, assistance with getting through all the government paperwork, community-based guidance and support. They have it all, and they make each individual's aliyah as successful as possible. They are currently having um, numerous events throughout the United States. Take a look at their website and uh, go ahead, go to one of the events. And, and, And even if you're not thinking of making aliyah right now, just listen. Just listen. You never know how this might influence your thought process. Their website is uh, nbn, nefesh benefesh, nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il. Please take a look and see um, an event in your neighborhood that's taking place that you can go to and join. The Israel Show is proud to be sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh, revolutionizing Aliyah. Going to go to uh, another number. This one is... uh, Yossi Banai with Shikor Velomiyayin. Very nice, uh, cute little uh, song. And then we'll tell you uh, about Alexei Asher Yaakov, whose yard site was uh, last week and why we should remember him here on the Israel Show. Thank you so much for tuning in and making us a part of your day on the Nachum Siegel Network. אני שיקור וזה גלוי, כדקדים וכשתוי, ושום דבר לא יעזור, מכל דבר אני שיקור, מבוקר צח ויום יפה, מסוק רזית וכוס קפה, מלחם טוב טרי וחם, ומאישה אוהבת גם. אני שיקור כמו משמולות, מן הנופים והמראות. מן הצבעים שמסביב, מפרח שמזכיר אביב, מריח בושם פרדסים, מלילה שהיה מציב, מחדשות אם הן טובות, משתעינייך היפות. אני שיכור ולא מיד, עם ידידיי אני שיכור, ממה שרק רואות עיניי אני שיכור, ראשי ראשי עלי שחרחר, אני שיכור, אחרת לא הייתי שר. Thank you. 
great to hear those old commercials, but uh, this one in particular is interesting because uh, research seems to indicate that um, the um, sensitivity of Israelis to uh, nuts, nut allergies, is uh, not as bad as it is in the rest of the Western world because Israeli kids eat bamba, which has nuts in it from an early age and seem to be immune. I, I, I do not make that up. That's really true. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. This uh, continuing breaking story took place earlier today, a stabbing in Tel Aviv of a 20-year-old Israeli soldier by, a eight, by an 18-year-old Arab from Shechem who um, was arrested but not killed. Will he be freed in some exchange of prisoners? I don't know. The um, 20-year-old Israeli is in critical condition in the hospital. And um, Palestinian Arab media is... um, is putting out a picture of the uh, person, the terrorist, where he is uh, carrying a Hamas flag and a poster in which he writes, we are a people that yearns for death as much as our enemies love life. So, what can we say? Is there anything that we can do other than disappear from the earth? Does it make a difference if a Jew goes up on Har Habayit? Is there people that from a very young age are being taught to use every means possible to kill us? And not only that, but that it is a holy obligation to do so, not to preserve life, but to take life. Sixteen years ago, on Tet Mar Cheshvan Tafshin Nun Tet, October 29th, 1998, 36 children were in a school bus in Gush Katif. They were being bused from their homes in Kfar Darom to the regional school in Neved the Kalim. Remember those names? And as the terror attacks were so predominant at the time, they were accompanied by a military jeep who was following the bus. Suddenly the soldiers in the military jeep 
the escort noticed a an Arab car that was racing toward the bus. They understood that the car was trying to hit the bus, possibly explode. And so they raced ahead and literally interjected themselves in between the Arab car bomb and the bus filled with kids. The car hit the Jeep. It exploded. It was full of explosives. It exploded. The Jeep flew up in the air. Two of the three Israeli soldiers in the Jeep were injured. One of them was killed on the spot. His name was Alexei Asher Niakov. And we just came across his yard site on Tenmar Cheshvan Tavshin Nun Tet. What an interesting story. He was born in 1979 in Kharkov, which is in the Ukraine. And he went to regular public schools in, 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 uh, in the Ukraine. But at some point, a Jewish school was opened and he started studying about his Judaism and Hebrew and Torah and Jewish history. And the more he got into it, the more he realized that his place would be in the state of Israel. And so in uh, September of 1996, Alexei left his entire family and made Aliyah as a lone ole. It's amazing. Later on in 1997, when his parents, who kept hearing from him how amazing things were in Israel, they made Aliyah as well. And they lived in Haifa. In 1998, in February, Alexei enlisted in Tetzahal, which is amazing. His friends say that they saw the light in his eyes as he was enlisting to the army and understanding how important it was for him to protect the people of Israel, to be able to fight on behalf of his brothers and sisters. And on Tet Mar Cheshvan, he was killed. He was 19 years old. Well, how do I know about this? The 36 children who were in that bus whose lives were saved with the death of Alexei, never forgot that they owe their lives to this young 19-year-old boy from Kharkov in the Ukraine. And so each and every year, they gather on the yard site. They bring their families, families that they've established since. So they bring their children and their husbands And they recognize, they sort of are saying to Alexa, you see all these kids now, that number way more than the 36 that were in the bus, they are all here thanks to you. And they write that every year they're going to come back to remember Alexei with their children with their grandchildren, and with their great-grandchildren. There is in the Golan a uh, a center for those who want to remember Gush Katif, sort of like a museum, and they have there a memorial to Alexei, and they write that they commit themselves to continue remembering him and honoring him through various means. This just in, literally just in, uh, early report, it seems that there is uh, another stabbing, and this one is um, at the Alonshvut intersection, that same intersection where um, the three young men were kidnapped and then murdered. As we say, the situation in Israel 
is not getting better. Yonatan Razel, off of his album Ben Hatzli Lim, this is Katonti. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. And as we are live, we will report to you that um, there uh, is, uh, well, I should say, Channel 2, Israel Channel 2 News reports that uh, there was another stabbing incident today, in addition to the one in Tel Aviv, at the Alon Shvut intersection in Gush Etzion, according to first reports to 
people were injured and it is not clear. Not clear yet. Oh, now there's another report that three people are injured. It's a breaking story and um, probably will become clearer as the day goes on. And I'm sure you'll have an opportunity, unfortunately, to follow this news. The continued incitement against Israelis by the Palestinian Authority and um, their cohorts is clearly at play here. And we are... uh, probably going to uh, experience a very unhappy couple of weeks, if not months, ahead. Unless the Israeli government finds a solution in which to crack down on those who enter Israel or areas that are inhabited by Jews. I don't know how they're going to do that. Putting up blockades uh, along the uh, train tracks is not exactly an encouraging sign. We're going to wrap up with um, an interesting, a unique take on Adon Olam by a uh, by Iris Portugali and um, a gospel choir. It'll be interesting. I think you'll enjoy it. We'll do so right after we thank you so much for listening. Thanks for all your Facebook likes and comments. You can uh, email us if you're not on the Facebook.com slash The Israel Show. You can email us, Mayor, M-E-I-R, at NahumSiegel.com. Mayor, M-E-I-R, at NahumSiegel.com. My thanks to the staff of the Nahum Siegel Network, and my very special thanks, as always, to Nahum Siegel. Keep it tuned to the Nahum Siegel Network all day for the great Monday Music Marathon. Until next Monday, following JM and the AM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race.